it's hands down been one of the hardest questions from the time we, we started concepting. And it's a totally expected question. When you say we're opening a restaurant, the 90% of the time, the first question people ask is what kind of food? And that, you can only, you have to answer that question because nobody wants to hear, well, you know, we do kind of all kinds of stuff. Like, is it American food? Is it uh, Italian food? Is it a pizza restaurant? And so we had to hone in on something and the fresh and quality were kind of the key words that we gravitated towards and bar food just kind of, more than anything, it, it, it maintains the fact that we're, we're a bar as well and that we're relaxed and we're, we're that kind of atmosphere. But that's, it's been a very challenging question that, to answer from the get-go. The fresh and the quality part is something that describes our food very well, I feel like. Um, we've got a, quite the bar atmosphere as well. But I, I, I'm also a, I also like uh, under-promising and over-delivering. Uh, my name's Andrew Weishart. I've been in Austin almost four years now. On Twitter, I'm at A Weishart. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well, and also on Instagram as A Weishart. Absolutely. My name is Ben Edgerton. I've been in Austin for just over four years. Um, I am the co-owner of Contigo Austin with Andrew Weishart, and I am at Contigo Austin across the board on all social media. Ben and I met when we were kids at summer camp a long time ago. Um, we lost touch for about 12, 12 years. I'd done a lot of moving around from high school until I finally made it to Austin um, with cooking as, a, as my drive. Uh, followed closely by traveling. Uh, I was in town, I was in Austin at one point along the way, um, talking about moving back here. And I, was, I went to a wedding, I was in town for a wedding. Uh, ran into a mutual friend of Ben and I's um, and talked about big plans I had or things I wanted to do. And she asked if I remember Ben from camp and, uh, and I said, yeah. And so she put us back in touch. And we had lunch, and he Ben, we talked big ideas that we both had. He put me in touch with a buddy of his that was wanting to do something similar with what I was wanting to do, and um, he continued down his path of what it was he was looking at doing. Uh, and eventually, our visions just lined up, and Contigo was born. We had our first breakfast almost over two years before we opened the restaurant we decided to work together over a year before we opened the restaurant and uh, that entire two years mostly the, the second year was filled with just brainstorming and working and putting together a plan and raising money and figuring out how in the world to start a business um, it was a long process uh, I was told uh, during the process I was told it'll take twice as long and cost twice as much as I think it will and that was really accurate I mean we kind of we had to go through every step of the process together and, and put together a menu and, and just build out a vision and, a, and an idea from from nothing so uh, it it takes some time for sure if I'm being completely transparent uh, it it had to do with that year that I was saying we worked and worked and worked and the idea changed when I before Andrew came on I was going to open an outdoor beer garden that sold packaged beer and 
like sausages off of a griddle. We just come sit outside and, and drink a beer, and that was kind of the whole, the whole idea, as streamlined and simple as, as possible. And as the idea grew, and Andrew came on, and the food became more elevated, and we decided to add draft beer, and we decided to add cocktails, all of a sudden the concept, I mean, it, it all came together in a way that just started to make sense, but we never changed the outdoor component, you know. We still liked that, that outdoor seating, and I mean, we're... I'd, I'd say we're a good 85% outdoor, um, which is a terrible idea on paper. <laughs> you know, I, I we're fortunate to have people that invested in our in our concept, but I mean, when you look at it now, you're like, are you, are you crazy? Like, why would anybody do that? Uh, but it was just an evolution of, of, you know, going from one place and then adding this and, and adding that and then realizing this probably won't work, so... You know, and this would be smarter if we did it that way. You know, cocktails are a big draw, so we should add that. And it just kind of grew into what it is now. But it, it really, I don't think it was ever, um, we, we were strategic with wanting to have, you know, these tables are designed. I'm not sure if, you know, you can notice this. Uh, but these tables, the, the tables in the bar are more narrow because I want the people to be sitting closer to each other. You've got the tall tables. It's very much, it's a more intimate bar type atmosphere. The ones out in the beer garden, they have the separate benches because I wanted it to feel like communal, but uh, still with, with a, a very intentional component to the seating. Uh, we can seat separate groups and you don't feel like you're sitting at the same bench as someone you don't know. Um, and then under the, the awning is our traditional four top restaurant. Local is a very important thing to me and to the, the guys in the kitchen as well. Uh, it's not a word that we use for marketing. Uh, we don't advertise it ever. But it's that's a big deal for us, sourcing locally, supporting the community. Um, as far as fresh and quality, uh, we, we get whole animals, and we break them down, and we do different things with them each time. We've got our staple ingredients, or our staple uh, recipes and uh, menu items. But we like to, part of the uh, part of the challenge is using what the farmers have that day or that week. Like I said, we get whole chickens every twice a week. Um, and we were trying to take the legs and cut the meat off and clean it and make pâtés out of it or sausage or something, and it became a real pain in the ass. Um, and I think it might I think it was probably Ben's idea. I, I, we had made fried chicken for family meal a couple times with it. And I, I think that the marketing side of Ben came out once again and uh, thought it'd be a good idea to sell them and break even on them yeah. and just get people in to eat some good chicken and have a couple drinks. When you want to do burgers and you put burgers on the menu, you said, I'm going to do them in a pan on the, on the stove. Why did you make that decision? I think first and foremost, it's because of my inexperience going into this. Uh, I, I, didn't, I never had, could fathom how busy we would be. I never thought that we would be this busy or that we would sell this many hamburgers. Um, <laughs> at my previous job in Napa, we had a burger on the menu. We sold very few of them. And when we did, we cooked them in a pan. And you can get a pan ripping hot. Absolutely. And so you can get a really good layer of caramelization on, the, on both sides of it. And to me, that's made the burger so damn good um, 
And so that's what I wanted to achieve with our burgers here. Uh, we then, after day two, I think, realized that that wasn't going to happen. We found a flat top that just sat on top of two burners. So we were able to cook not very many at a time, but it was this. More than one at a time. It was 24 inches deep and 12 inches wide. And it was made, it was cast iron, just a flat surface. And we cooked every burger for the first year on it. And then finally, Ben let me upgrade to a real nice piece of equipment. We got we bought a plancha, which is a real thick piece of metal. It's different than the a flat top that you see at a diner or somebody flipping eggs on. It's a it's a real thick piece of metal uh, on the top and uh, with an oven base. But it'll hold hot, hot temperatures, yeah. and it's great for cooking meat on. We so we're still able. We uh, we are not compromising from what I was wanting to achieve first or in the beginning, I've just uh, learned how to make it easier. Directly before us was a company called Alternative Fuel Systems, and he sold propane and natural gas and biodiesel. Um, before that, I've been told by one source that it was a parking lot for the airport, and by another source that it was a Hertz rental car. Uh, it was probably something like that associated with the airport. The entrance to the airport was 400 yards from, from where we are right now. Um, but when we took it over, it was a one-acre, completely paved parking lot with the building that currently houses our bar and kitchen. Uh, it was a pole barn. So there was no insulation. It was just corrugated metal with a wood frame. And we framed that out, insulated it, and plumbed it to be the bar in the kitchen and then we built the bathrooms on top of that and the awning and we did all the flat work outside yeah. i'm just amazed at how much how much efficiency y'all can get out of such a small space i mean really when you drive up here and you see all the activity and your kitchen which i just got a little glimpse of i mean it, it's tiny kitchen and you're cranking out you know when i'm up here uh, and this place is blowing and the whole place is full. I can't believe y'all are cranking out as efficiently as y'all are on the kitchen. The kitchen's tiny. Uh, the first reason that I could say why it's so tiny is my inexperience going into this. Uh, we could have made it bigger. We just had no idea we'd be this busy. Um, That's a good problem to have. I, we're, we're pretty maxed out in there. We run, we'll have six guys shoulder to shoulder. Most of them pretty big guys shoulder to shoulder Thursday through Sunday um, there's seven of us in the kitchen that have been here since day one um, it's very much a team there's a lot of collaboration uh, and they're they're the reason we're able to do it day in and day out uh, hearing hearing the questions you're asking and, and talking about opening uh, it really is funny to look back at what we expected or what we thought or really more the opposite of that, what we never expected or what we never thought about. When we opened the restaurant, and we tell these stories all the time, but Andrew had like four cooks on staff. All the, like our entire cook staff was four, and we were running nine services a week. Uh, I think now we have like nine cooks on staff or something. 17 kitchen staff. Yeah. Uh, we didn't hire a host. We opened our door for operation and I, we didn't even employ a host because we wanted it to be just come and seat yourself, be relaxed. That lasted about two days. Two, fit, two fist fights later. Until... Two fist fights later and we had to hire a host. <laughs> I was, we, were, we knew our sous chef's girlfriend used to work at, at 
restaurants and so we're like dave just call like see if she can just come up here stand at the front door we're like we don't know what to do there was there was and we're two years in and we still have those moments where we're like what are we doing like how how do we think this was a good idea or it's just nice to know that like you know we're we're always going to be figuring stuff like that out and making like learning from our missteps and and things like that but it's it's certainly been a, a process so the Contigo two, second year anniversary party will be held May 4th from 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Uh, the events will be conducted throughout that time, and then we'll have a big award ceremony at 8.30. Uh, live music throughout the day, and we'll have food and uh, full bar available for purchase. And you want to speak about the food that's going to be available, or is that still sure. kind of a secret? No, it's... Uh so as far as for the food direction, we are we're thinking that if Contigo were to open a food trailer, this is the food we would serve. Uh, we'll have five to six offerings. Uh, everything will be served in paper boats. Everything will cost $5. Each item will cost $5. Um, and it'll be fresh quality bar food because everybody knows what that is. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, I'm looking forward to playing in the washer tournament. Usually when I eat uh, dinner, I really like our burger. It's a real good burger, humbly speaking. Um, the chicken thigh dish right now, I really like. It's uh, some it has some Asian ingredients, flavors. Uh, the smoked shiitakes, they're really good. For brunch, when I come in, uh, I almost always order the bacon and egg salad. I, I can brag on Andrew in that regard, in that uh, he comes from a pedigree of kitchens that just kind of values the detail and the craftsmanship in every dish. And to apply that kind of thinking to a casual outdoor concept, um, I wasn't prepared for what we do here in the planning phases. Uh, and when, you know, when we were planning the restaurant, uh, I'm fully on board and we, we speak the same language now, but when he said that he was interviewing pastry chefs. I didn't even know that we were going to have a pastry chef. And now we bake all of our own breads with the exception of, of baguettes that we get from Easy Tiger. But we bake our, our hamburger buns and our, you know, all of our pastries and all of our desserts and all of our ice creams. It's all done in-house. And the whole animals and the in-house butchery. And we had to open a can of dog food for a guest. And nobody could find the can opener because Andrew doesn't get canned goods into the restaurant often enough to know where the can opener is stored what you experience and what you're describing when you eat here and and how pleased you are with the food which is really really great to hear it comes from two layers beforehand or three layers beforehand when we're sourcing the freshest and highest quality ingredients we can and then we're prepping them with intention and we're taking a lot of extra steps and a lot of extra time to, to, to do the things that when they make it to your plate, uh, they offer an unexpected and ideally positive experience. Um, you know, but that subtle little philosophy difference, it, it, makes, it makes all the difference in the world and it, it creates what, you know, the reaction that you're, you're talking about. I, I enjoy the entire food scene and Andrew and I talk about that all the time. And, or, the craftsman scene, you know, the, you got this, these overlaps where, you know, we have, because we do what we do and because these individuals and their operations are small, 
we have personal relationships with brewers all over town and with butchers with you know uh, Ben Runkle over at, at Salt and Time and with with artisanal craftsmen like Jesse at Daidue and and chefs and restaurant owners all over town um, I don't know what it's like in other cities because I've never owned a restaurant in another city but I can't think of wanting I can't imagine uh, wanting to be anywhere more than than Austin uh, because we I don't ever feel a sense of animosity or or uh, anything other than healthy competition between any of the the folks in the in the scene we all like helping each other out we like collaborating we like seeing each other at the events that we get invited to um, and as for the beer scene I, I really think that there are a handful of, of breweries that are just knocking it out of the park right now um, love we, we love hops and grain and what Josh does over there. Uh, we really love the Austin Beer Works guys. Our number one selling beer, I haven't checked in probably four months, but the first year and a half of operation was Thirsty Goat. And we have Lone Star on draft for $3. We have Fireman's Four on draft. We have 12 taps, uh, lots of packaged beer. And to have a local beer from Thirsty Planet be your number one selling beer product for a year and the first year and a half of operation. I think that says a lot about the brewery itself and their ability to brew a good beer and gain a following. But also, how great is that to live in a community where, where that's supported? One of my and Andrew's great friends is named Brian Chilton, and he built all of the furniture that you see in the entire restaurant. Uh, one of my good friends named Ann Lowe, uh, I was talking to her at a, at a party one night, and she said that her dream was to design restaurants. And I said, well, I'm opening a restaurant, so why don't you design it? And she designed our chandelier, and this painting was done by another friend of ours from camp, uh, Jill Holland. Um, it's, and, and these guys, Brent Clifton, another great friend of ours, built all the shelving back below our bars and in our entire kitchen. Um, when we need something, we call our friends. And we're very fortunate to have extremely talented friends, uh, but it's also it's it's very meaningful for us because this restaurant, because Contigo is modeled after my family's ranch, and my dad is involved in in aspects of of the restaurant, and our friends can be the ones that we call when we need something. It, it goes beyond just owning a local business. It's it's getting to you know. Uh, undertake the whole operation with with people you know and love and, and care about. We really have a very very strong desire to offer the best experience that we can to any guest that comes in, and it starts first and foremost with I think Andrew and my relationship. Um, this is a business. We have to pay our bills. We have we really want to take care of our staff, um, but ultimately, like we're just a couple of young guys that wanted to do something good and I think that the health and the productivity of our friendship and business partnership uh, my hope is that that flows out to the experience that people have um, I you know I can't speak highly enough of Andrew as a chef but as an individual I can tell you that you know that probably surpasses his cooking ability and we have a mutual respect for each other and and just a a friendliness that like I said my hope my goal would be that that transcends into the experience that our guests can have 
because we're just trying to have fun with what we're doing. And, and you know, we understand that we're serving people food. It's not, it's not, you know, going to make their life and it's not going to end their life. Like, I don't I hope. <laughs> but, <laughs> Appreciate y'all giving me all the time you have. It's been very, very kind. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks very, very much.